unfiltered as always, unbiased as usual, this this is is Critical. And we are back here in the studio at Critical Castle. Welcome to the show. Great to have, uh, great to have you here, Nick. I'm really excited to be here. David, it's great to be here. Uh, great to be here every week. We are your critical professionals. Um, we are in the critical lab. This is Nick and David, and we're here with another exciting episode of Critical. Uh, what do we have going on today, David? Uh, we have a lot going on today, man. This was an episode I've been dying to do ever since the dawn of the podcast. It's one of those ones that's just been in the back of my mind. You ever have one of those ideas, you just got to scratch and you got to do it, and it's, uh, I, I think it's going to be great. So um, today we're going to be talking about books, new books. Uh, a lot of our critters out there are big readers. A lot of people read stuff. You read websites, you read tweets, you read all sorts of stuff, but books are still really popular, and they're a thing that uh, everybody can get involved with, and I'm really excited about digging into some books. Yeah, I think there's a real crossover uh, in the podcast world and the uh, reading world. I think there's definitely a crossover, so I think this is going to appeal to a lot of our listeners, um, who I would not be surprised to discover are also uh, big readers. Yeah, yeah. there's so many books out there, you know, and uh, one of the things that we like to do here is to talk about uh, different types of things and uh, what's cool and, you know, things that you should check out, recommendations. And uh, things that are worth your while, and so uh, we we do the research and we bring that to you, and uh, we uh, we have a lot of books to discuss today. These are all brand new books, and I'm really excited about just jumping into it. Let's jump right in with the the first uh, the first book. This is by a guy named Norman Baldwin. He's a new uh, author. Mm. Uh, this is a first time. This is a debut fiction. Yeah. Um, David, what can you tell us about Baldwin's first book? Uh, well, the title of this one is The White Slime. And it's just come out, and it's it's a long book. It's a book that you can read over a long period of time, which is great. It has a lot of pages in it, uh, but the text isn't too small. It's one of those ones that you can just flip through and just read at your leisure. It's kind of like a science fiction thing about different types of uh, aliens, and they are involved in this uh, slime, and they're they're selling it, and they're you know trying to mine it and all of that stuff, and. Uh, it's really good. The book itself is, is you know, like I said, it's a lot of pages, so it's a thick one, uh, but it, it will fit on your shelf. It's one of those ones that you can just put up on the shelf and it looks great. The cover is mostly red and it has really big writing on it and yeah, it's hard to miss, really. Okay, so that is Norman Baldwin's The White Slime. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a cool book. This is in the crime. This is kind of like a a paperback sort of thing, something you'd find at an airport. Mm. Um, big, best-selling author. Um, 
R.D. Jame. Uh, and this is a book called Crime and Treason. So this is a cool kind of crime mystery book. Um, yeah, for, for, I think for anybody who, who already knows uh, this guy's books, there'll be other books that he's written that you might enjoy as well. Yeah, you've definitely seen this guy's book. You've seen his books. You've seen the ads for his books, um, probably on the side of a bus or on a subway if you live in a big city. Um, this, is a, this is an author. He's released uh, – 35 books. That's right, 35 books, yeah, which is a lot of books. And that is not including the books he's released under uh, aliases. He actually has released a couple of children's books and a couple of uh, Harlequin romances early in his career under right. a few different uh, pen names, nom de plumes. Uh, R.D. James is a fantastic writer. He gets you hooked by the the first page. Mm. Um, maybe not the first paragraph, but at least the first page, you're kind of hooked in. You want to know what's going on. You want to know who done it. And... Um, Crime and Treason does not disappoint. It is 575 pages. So it's That's a, a big one. It's a big book. But uh, once I picked this book up, I did not put it down. And uh, I was I, I was hooked. So I, I was a big fan of this book. Yeah, I really like this one, too. You know, when it gets into the stuff involving uh, all of the Grey Ant characters in it and how they traveled, you know, across the desert in order to reach the marketplace uh, where ultimately the you know thrilling climax happens it was one of those things that i just that just blew my mind uh because it was so uh the descriptions were really good and it's a kind of it's interesting because the the text in the book is like nicely spaced out and yet it feels like really tight and really dense and one of those things that you can just easily read and you know just uh scan have your eyes scan over and and really just uh, enjoy it and get into it this was a book that uh, it was a kind of an intimidating one because it was so so big and you know normally uh, I'm so busy and I wasn't able to I'm not able to read big books but this was one that I uh, I really just uh, had a blast with I really got into it and enjoyed turning the pages um, it is a paperback which is uh, nice to turn pages on but it's hard to lay flat so it's one of those ones that you kind of have to uh, keep in your hands and really really not put down. Uh, unless you have a bookmark or something like that, but it's a it's a really uh, it's a solid book. Uh, it's it's really good and um, it's really entertaining. So I, I this was a definite uh, yeah. This will is a read great summer me. read. It's a book that uh, you could definitely read on the beach uh, while you're working on your tan. I think summer 2018. It's going to be a big. Uh, it's going to be a book you're going to see around. So, um, it, and and he's a very prolific writer. I would not be surprised if he has uh, another book in the can ready to go. So that's yeah. definitely an author to look out for if you haven't already. And, and yeah, check out Crime and Treason. Um, yeah. Uh, next up we have Plastic Bag Worms by just Ali. And uh, I haven't actually heard of this author before because it's a one-word author. And um, it was one, But it was one that really had me hooked in. When I got into this book, I just really was just transported to another dimension. This is a short book. Uh, it's not a lot of pages. Uh, it's kind of thin. Uh, but it, it, it's really dense with, with content and it has a fantastic cover uh, with a photograph of an eagle uh, resting on top of a tree. And it was one of those things that I just thought was really iconic and really fantastic. Okay. So that is – what was the name of that? That's Ali. And that, I actually didn't get around to reading this book, but uh, I did see it on the shelf. And yeah. It is definitely – you were talking about it and I'm definitely going to pick it up. But uh, it's, it's, You can check it out on Amazon anytime. It's up there. That's a really big book. Yeah. Okay, next up we have Lisa Finney. She is the author of a book, a uh, biography mm. of 
Bob Marley. This is a book called In Exodus. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was a great read. This is a book that details Bob Marley's life um, from the days when he was in Trenchtown in uh, Kingston, Jamaica, up until his exile into London um, after a, sort of a civil war-type conflict in Jamaica mm. surrounding um, the government and a couple of uh, liberation organizations. So this was a really interesting read. Yeah. It uh, doesn't focus too much, actually, on Bob Marley. It goes more into uh, the political climate in Jamaica at the time and um, talks a little bit about how that the kind of music uh, influenced um, the political scene and vice versa, how the, the, the climate sort of influenced the music and the tone that the, some of the musicians yeah. uh, around uh, Bob Marley's circle. You have a couple of other, uh, you had Peter Tosh and you had, uh, you know, the Wailers and then some others. Uh, so that was really an interesting book. Um, and I found it to be very eye-opening. I didn't know a lot about reggae or about Jamaica, um, I knew just sort of the basics. So that was kind of a cool, um, eye-opening experience. So I, I quite liked this book in Exodus. Yeah. This was one that I, uh, I picked up and I was just, uh, flipping through those pages and I really loved it. You know, it was about, uh, lots of historical things and, you know, a lot of people out there are really interested in history and like what, what happened in the past. And this was a book that, uh, really goes into detail about the specifics around the uh, era in which it describes, which is, uh, Jamaica in the 70s, it, it really just uh, blows open the lid on all the stuff that was going on back then. And uh, for me, it was huge. You know, this it reminds me of a lot of other uh, books that are kind of on the same subject, but at the same time, it's different, it's new, it has new information. And this was a great read. This was one that I absolutely had a blast with and a uh, real page turner. Okay. In Exodus by Lisa Finney. Well, uh, up next we have uh, Tarantula Vornado with his new book, uh, Honor the Plants. And uh, this was something that uh, is about how plants are uh, really amazing uh, things that grow out of the ground that you should uh, take care of and just uh, make sure to understand that they are uh, living things that have um, have a personality and that are, you know, just looking to get some sunshine, uh, that are uh, always growing upwards, and, uh, you know, it gets into a lot of details about why plants uh, are growing up and how they do it and all of the different things about that. So, uh, again, this was really, really interesting for me. It was a book that had a lot of pictures, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big picture guy, and even though we're talking about books, which are mostly text, some books do have a lot of pictures, and this was one of them. Um, front cover is great. It's got a plant and uh, it's got a really great graphics on it. Really fantastic font. Uh, one of those books that you just feel like this is a really beautiful book. I'm going to put it on my shelf. It's, it's going to look great. And uh, it's a great part of any bookshelf and has lots of great information. So this was definitely um, this is definitely one that I'm going to recommend to all our listeners out there. If you could, uh, you can check it out on Amazon and uh, it's a fantastic read. Okay. Um that's great. That's an exciting... I, I, I'm very excited to check that out. I'm not f too familiar with his name. Um, next up we have... This is a cool book. This is by Astrid Borgen, and she's a Dutch... Uh, sorry, she's a Norwegian author. Oh, yeah. Um, and this book is called Mint. Mm, Mint. And uh, it's about... It's s sort of semi-autobiographical. It, nowhere in the book does it say 
um, that she is sort of detailing her own life. Uh, but you sort of get the sense that she's pulling on a lot of personal experiences um, in her childhood growing up in um, in Norway. So she grew up just in a farm outside of Oslo. And so she kind of gets into that um, life and not in, again, not in a first person, not under her name. Um, but you sort of get the sense that she she's pulling from personal experiences, and so it's interesting. It's quite interesting, and um, it actually is pretty sad. I uh, I was actually moved to tears. It doesn't happen very often with reading a book, but this book really moved me. Um, and uh, there's a scene, particular scene with her father, uh, where he leaves and he doesn't come back, and she kind of knows that he's not coming back. He's leaving the family, and. Um, it's pretty moving. Her father had a lot of. He was he was a, a drinker, a big drinker, and he had problems. And um, and uh, it was a pretty harsh kind of moving um, situation. So so Mint to me was was probably one of my favorites of the books here that we're reviewing today. Wow, yeah. Th- I mean, that's a that sounds really great. I gotta I gotta really read that one. Um, next up, we have Victim Warrior by Wilbur Chair, and this is a book that uh, that just came out. We got an advanced copy. And this is a great book. Uh, this is a book uh, about a, a man who is uh, going through life uh, and he's always getting, uh, having bad things happen to him. Uh, but at the same time, he keeps surviving and keeps getting through it and uh, and keeps persevering. And, you know, it's a, it's a classic story. It's one of those ones uh, where the main uh, character has a lot of things to deal with and they just manage to deal with them all, manage to cope and manage to get through it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Wilbur Chair is a really great author. He has lots of books on uh, Amazon or in in lots of bookstores. And um, you know, it's it's. I actually wasn't familiar with a lot of the early ones, uh, but I was a huge fan of No Overlap and Glass Head. And it didn't, and then I finally put it together that that it was the same guy. And so when that happened, uh, it all clicked, and I, I realized that this guy has just a fantastic style. Uh, he he's just an amazing uh, he's an amazing wordsmith and uh, an amazing designer and uh, of words and sentences and really just is able to get that beautiful poetic flow of uh, words uh, coming one after another and uh, presenting a you know really painting a picture of a scenario and um, you know this is a fiction book I'm I'm not a huge fiction person but uh, at the same time this is one that just had some really classic moments. Um, really great action scenes and uh, some interesting uh, ecological messages in it too. So uh, this is one I, I recommend everybody to to read. It's a it's a it's a real classic, and uh, I think it'll be remembered for years to come. Yeah, I really like this book. I, I hadn't read his earlier works, um, but I picked this one up, and uh, I too don't read enough fiction. I, I feel like I'm always gravitating towards these historical books or, or yeah. you know, kind of war. Uh, history and that sort of thing but this book was really uh engrossing on a lot of levels and i think it it really um yeah it really moved me and uh I, i'm definitely going to be going back into his his catalog and checking out some of his older books mm. now that i've read this one because it definitely it definitely made me want to check more of his workout next up we have in a pickle this is a short story collection by will Sachs. um listeners of the podcast who also listen to npr are probably familiar with uh will he is a uh humorist he's been on uh, a lot of npr shows and he's also writes um a column occasionally in the new yorker for shouts and murmurs that's a column in the new yorker magazine uh will is a very funny writer like had me in stitches from the beginning 
um, real funny, sh- very short, uh, brief stories. Yeah. But a lot of heart too. You really, in just a page or two, you can really get into the world of these characters and a lot of pathos. I, I was laughing, but I was also feeling for these characters. So um, there's about 30 sh- short stories. They're very short. Some of them are only a page. Some of them are five or six pages. Um, but In a Pickle uh, is just one of the best reads uh, I've had in a while. It, it was a book I, I read front to cover kind of in one and a half sittings and I was I was really hooked and I, I really quite liked it and it was really funny I think if, if you need a laugh uh, in a pickle is is for you yeah this was a really really funny one this is one that I every time I would read a sentence I would have to you know stop put down the book and have a good hearty laugh because and you know it's shocking because how many books really make you make you laugh out loud and this was one of them this was one where some of those anecdotes and just slight twists of words and things like that just really made me uh, hoot and holler and just really laugh my belly uh, off. So I really recommend it for anybody who needs a little bit of a lighthearted stroll through uh, a quirky world with lots of funny side stories and things like that. It was it was just one that was really packed with with laughs. Okay, Will Sachs in a pickle, the short story collection, uh, that's out on Riverhead. Okay, David, what else do you have for us here on the on the list of Essential summer reads. Uh, you know, a really interesting one here. Um, this is actually an ebook. It wasn't a, a regular book, a regular paper book. Um, an ebook is uh, a book that you'll read on your Kindle or on your e-reading device. And um, this was called. This was a book called Woodman 1999 by Mariah Gasarole. I think I'm saying that right. And um, it was an interesting story. It was about a uh, a man that is actually created out of wood. And um, he he's kind of comes to life and uh, he starts living out his life in, in a wood cabin uh, out in the woods. And it's set in the year 1999, which is an interesting year for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, it had, you know, we had a lot less Internet and a lot less, uh, you know, there wasn't like Twitter around then. You, you did not have Patreon. You did not have Venmo. You did not have all these web services. It was a thing that uh, really was just like a, this, this golden era uh, of of just sort of having simple websites and, you know, Napster and things like that. So uh, this was a, a book, and it, so it tells the story of this man, and um, he he looks like a regular man, but he's he is made of wood, and uh, he lives out this uh, happy life out in the middle of the woods. And, um, you know, uh, it's a really beautiful book. It's You really get the sense of uh, being on vacation when you read this one because it's just like uh, walking around uh, in the woods and seeing the... You know, the dappled light uh, hitting the forest bed and all of that. It's just really evocative of a kind of really nice uh, environment. And, that, you know, that's what I really like in a book is when you really get – really paints a picture and you're able to imagine uh, different different things happening. And uh, and this is a classic one. This is one that was just uh, so beautiful, really gave me an uplifting sense of uh, of being alive. And, uh, and I, I highly recommend it. That's for sure one that I would like to check out. Woodman 1999. I've got to get a Kindle before I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will be sure to check that one out. Okay. Next up, we have uh, a children's book. This is by the author Aston Margaret with illustrations by Virginia Pleasance. This is the story of a young girl uh, named Pippi Funny Penny and her uh, pet rabbit, Chep. So this is a really fun book for kids. Uh, I would say ages five to eight. Um, beautiful illustrations by Virginia Pleasance, uh, children's illustration. You, you've seen her 
illustrations and other books, I'm sure. She's one of the the best in the biz, I think. And uh, Aston Margaret is a is a great. Uh, he's he's been writing children's stories, I think, since the 1970s. So he's definitely a master of this craft. And um, Pippi Funny Penny is a really fun light-hearted read it's 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 easy to read it's there's only th- about 30 pages and a lot of illustrations and it's something that you can read to your kid to get him to go to sleep mm. um you know maybe if you're on the beach uh, maybe it's a book you can bring to the beach and uh it's just a great read it's 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 easy it's fun it's light and uh, i think it's a really well written book so so my money uh, for if you're a kid or have a kid uh pippy funny penny uh, that's a that's a no no brainer. Yeah, this was one I I, I you know as I'm not really I, I suppose a kid, but I I really enjoyed flipping through this one because it had a lot of really great illustrations and really colorful too. And it was one of those things that I could imagine any kid out there would really enjoy reading that one uh, or having it read to them because it's it's very whimsical, it's very quirky, and it's it's got a lot of uh, great moments in it. So uh, this is definitely a must read for me. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad uh, you you think the, so about that one because it's just a fantastic one. Yeah, it's I think it's really fantastic, and I think if you if you have a kid, uh, you, you probably want to check it out. Yeah. I think your kid is going to like it. And mm-hmm. if you're a kid, uh, tell your mom, tell your dad uh, to get this book. This is Aston Margaret's A Pippy Funny Penny. Great. Uh, up next, we have um, Show Me Your Emojis by Jules T. Garafay. And this is a, an interesting book. It's a, it's a short one, and it's just about uh, all the different emojis that there are and, and which ones are good and which ones are bad. It has lots of different emoji stuff in it, uh, nice, big, full, colorful pictures. And uh, not a lot of writing in this one, but uh, it shows uh, how to use different emojis and different combinations uh, to create uh, funny pictures and things like that that you could text to your friends. Um, this is a book that I actually uh, I found on the street and I just picked up because uh, it seemed like uh, one of those uh, book exchange things uh, where somebody didn't want a book and they passed it on. This is one I, 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 I read it uh, cover to cover really quickly and I just had a blast reading it because it was just a, it was a nice quick read. Uh, I could you know take I could read it in between meetings or you know on my way to 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 something else and uh, it was just a quick uh, nice quick read and uh, lots of color in that where you know you had full color pictures uh, really great uh, images and gave me a lot of sweet ideas for how to use emojis in texts and in tweets and in emails and things like that so you know emojis are a pretty new thing and uh, they're I think they're pretty fantastic they have lots of different faces and reactions and things. And I uh, really got to uh, realize how many emojis there are and uh, what you can do with them. So this was a fantastic book for me. All right. That was Show Me Your Emojis. Uh, next up on the list is the latest from Struther Carmichael. This is in the Goolsby series. Uh, this is a young adult novel surrounding the exploits of a young um, ghost uh, teen named Goolsby and his uh, the trouble he has with fitting in. Um, in junior high and mm. coming into high school and becoming basically an adolescent. Uh, this is a book that I think if you're in high school, if you're in junior high, you feel like a little bit of an outsider. Maybe you, you, you're excluded from, from a lot of the, the cool kid activities. I think a character like Goolsby you can really relate to. And yeah. uh, even if you don't relate to this character, um, because obviously he's a ghost, uh, I think you can still sort of relate to this this individual who's who's been left out of the conversation yeah. so to speak uh struther carmichael has been writing the goolsby uh character for about 
seven or eight years now. So this is the sixth installment in the Goolsby series. Uh, this one is called A Walk Through the Cemetery, um, and it's a really fun book. Uh, I was obviously, this is a little below my reading grade, so I was able to flip through it pretty fast. But uh, I'm not the target audience, obviously, but I think I was able to sort of pick out why it makes it such a strong read, yeah. especially if you're 13, 12, um, or 14. I think you can really you can really find something about, about this book. So Walk Through the Cemetery, The Goolsby Chronicles uh, by Struther Carmichael, I think is a, is a fantastic read. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. You know, there's so many details in this book and lots of different areas that the author goes into in, in describing what's going on. And that's what I really like is a, is a lot of detail and a lot of, you know, really just somebody who's able to paint a picture with words. And that's a, that's a fantastic thing. So this was a fantastic uh, book, and I'm really glad that we got to uh, jump into it. Um Next up, we have a book by Coco Bagongo, and it's called Gun in My Mouth. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know Coco's work, uh, she j- tends to write uh, a lot of uh, drama books, books about uh, divorces and uh, bad love affairs and things like that, things that go wrong. Um, kind of a romantic uh, novel, but one that's filled with action, filled with drama, filled with things that you don't expect. Um, not really a big romantic novel kind of person, but uh, with this one, I really will make an exception because it just knocked my socks off. It was, it had lots of great scenes. Uh, it, it wasn't a hugely long read. You could read it, uh, you know, in probably a couple of days uh, while you're on the beach or walking around or whatever. Uh, this this book was a, a great one because you know uh, it had a lot of things in it and a lot of different scenarios and settings. And different times of day and different characters, and all of that make it uh, combined to make it a really fantastic read, and uh, one that I, I I think I'll I'll be reading again uh, as soon as I forget it. So this was a, a thumbs up for me. What did you think about this one, Nick? Yeah, I was a big fan of this book. I didn't um, I hadn't read her work before. Um, I'd sort of always dismissed it. I'd seen her name. Um, it it just sort of the cover. You know, a lot of the covers of her books, um, they're very stark. They're very harsh. And uh, somewhat off-putting to me. So I, I wasn't quite sure what to expect with this. Um, when you picked it up and put it in the, the reading pile, mm. um, I felt like I, I, it was just time that I sort of experienced this writer's work. And uh, yeah, and I was, I got to say, I, I, I was uh, impressed and I was surprised that, I, that it's taken me this long to check out her work. I thought the book was a fascinating account of uh of truly some dark some dark experiences mm. and uh yeah i i would definitely go back to her earlier work and and check that out now that i know that she's definitely a force to be reckoned with someone who really knows uh, ha- knows her way around a, 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 the word the written word the english word yeah and um can can get you to turn that page i i was not able to put this book down this was a book that I was basically when I was putting it down to make dinner mm. to get in the shower, I was thinking about the book and I was thinking about when I could get back to it and pick it back up again. So that was a cool, um, that was a cool experience for me. I, I was, I was, uh, it's always fun to discover new, new readers and, and through the show we've discovered so much and, um, this is no exception. This book is no exception. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic read. Highly recommend it. And, uh, really glad you liked that one. Okay, last for me, last on my list is uh, a repressing of 19th century poems by a very obscure uh, English poet named Jarvis Cleo. He wrote books, Mm. uh, he wrote a collection of poems um, that 
only published two volumes in his entire uh, lifetime. Oh, really? This is a posthumous uh, collection of some that have been previously published in earlier volumes, and then a lot that haven't. Um, this book was. I'm not a big. I don't know. Do you read a lot of poems? I read a fair amount of poems, actually. Yeah, I love poems. They're great. Um, you know, I love when they rhyme. I love the different uh, different poems you can get. I, I have a few books with with poems in them, and they're really great. You know, a poem is is great because you can memorize it, and it has usually kind of has a message and uh i i'm a big poem guy yeah so i had not ha- had too much experience with poetry i i um i'm familiar more with song lyrics those are that's kind of where i go to when i think of poems i think yeah. of songs uh so it's not often that i sit down and read a book of poems so this book is concerns a lot of nature poetry it's kind of a williams wordsworth type uh writer this guy yeah uh, and he so he wrote this collection. It's called In the Dead of Night. And um, this is some really dark stuff. This is I was surprised that this was something that would even be not, not let alone published in this time frame, but but written in this time frame. I didn't yeah. think that things uh, th- there was such a dark, twisted sort of sense of humor. Um, so these poems are really dark and and. Really twisted, actually, but I, I thought once I got kind of into the the tone and the and the the rhythm of these poems, um, I was pretty hooked, and I found them quite enjoyable. And you could you could kind of keep reading them. I was sort of binge reading these poems. Oh yeah, there was a lot of poems in this book. Um, some of them are really short, but uh, a lot of them are actually pretty long. They're multiple pages, and I actually didn't realize that poems can actually be uh, almost like small novels. They're really like eighteen oh, really? pages. Yeah, the, the, you know, the type of poem I normally read is kind of a short one, a memorable one, one that's usually about one page. And I like that because it's one you can just look at and, and read line by line and, you know, get to the end of it and see who the author is and see if you liked it or not. And there's lots of different types of poems. I've had really short ones, but usually just up to a page is, is about the length of a poem for me. And, uh, yeah, this was an interesting book for me because I actually didn't uh, realize that what I was reading was was poems but until until I until it clicked in. But once I did, I realized that these are really fantastic poems. These are really full of suspense and uh, really lovely and just really great rhymes, too. And and, and uh, that made it the whole thing very memorable. So uh, I really enjoyed this, and uh, I'm glad you liked it, too. Yeah, that's Yarvis Cleo's In the Dead of Night. That's a collection of previously unpublished poems uh, from the 1800s. So that's wow. a really interesting uh, lesser-known poet, I think. Mm, yeah. Final book for me is Anatomy of the Leg by Dr. Yannick Walton, Ph.D. This was an interesting one. This is, again, one that I just picked up. It was in the recent book section, and uh, it had it had a great cover. It, it uh, it's, it's very simple, very elegant. And this is a book detailing the anatomical structure of, of the leg, from the tendons to the muscles to the bone to the uh, nerves, uh, the whole the whole lot. Um, this This contained it all, and... Uh, it, it was really interesting. You know, I learned a, a whole lot about uh, all the different interlocking parts and uh, and the mechanics and, and all of that stuff uh, about the about the leg. And uh, what's interesting about that is, you know, legs, we all have, a lot of people do have legs and um, they're really useful, but you don't often think about them. Once you learn how to walk, you kind of stop thinking about legs. And uh, this really made me uh, put my thinking cap on and realize that, uh, I'm walking around. It's actually a really interesting thing, and it's it's really hard to do um, for the body, and it just manages to do it. So when I read this one, it was really enlightening, really uh, made me learn a lot and, uh, and, and think a lot. And uh, 
uh, had a lot of great diagrams too. A lot of a lot of interesting information. Uh, all the different words for all the muscles and, and tendons and bones and things. And uh, having all that information in one book was was fantastic because the book itself isn't uh, is is much smaller than a leg. It's it's actually just a regular sized book that you'd be able to flip through. Um, this was a definite read for me. This was one that I I think. Uh, Anybody who reads won't be disappointed because it's just got a lot of great uh, information, really useful information, and stuff that you'll want to revisit later in life. So definite thumbs up for me. What do you think about this one, Nick? Yeah, I learned a lot with this book. Uh, There's a lot that I didn't know about the anatomy um, of the leg. And so this was kind of an interesting dive into just the way the body works. Um, You know, we take a lot of these things for granted throughout our day. We we go through life uh, without sort of realizing that there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of cool to see that laid out in front of you on a book. Uh, so I would say if you have two legs, walk to the nearest bookstore and get this book. This is a great book. I learned an incredible amount. And I think uh, I think you could too. And I think it's a fantastic read. Great. Wow. That was a lot of books. Uh, <laughs> wow. I didn't realize we'd get through uh, all of them today. Uh, really fantastic roundup there. Yeah, this was a really great collection of books. I think um, definitely books that you should be checking out if you are in the market for some books, some yeah. reading. I think if you're a listener to this podcast, you're probably a reader. Mm. Uh, would not surprise me. So I would say uh, get these books. Check these books out. If maybe you can only get one or two, uh, I think there's a safe bet in, in all of them. I don't think you can really go wrong with any of these selections exactly you know we, we, we carefully selected all these ones and made sure they're up to date and uh these are books that you can find out in the world and you, that that might just uh, make your life a little bit better and that's what we're all about um there was a lot of different things there and, and you know uh on the subject of reading we should also uh move swiftly over to the subject of writing uh because a lot of our listeners out there enjoy the podcast enjoy uh checking out what we do here um and what we would really appreciate from you in return is a, is writing a little review on iTunes uh, because that really helps us get our message out there. It helps get the podcast out there and really just helps support uh, what we're up to here at Critical Castle. So really appreciate uh, all of you who who managed to take the time out of your day to write a nice iTunes review. That really is appreciated. Um, If you could, uh, please give us a five-star review uh, on there and anywhere else you see this, give it a like, give it a thumbs up and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we love doing the podcast. We love giving you this great information and we hope to keep doing it and we can only do that with your support. So thank you all so much for your support. Um, do you have anything to say, uh, Nick, uh, before we polish this one off? Yeah, I would just echo that sentiment. Um, head on over to the iTunes store, you know, smash that like and, and subscribe and, and give it five stars if you can. And, you know, leave a positive review. Just let us know how we're doing. Leave a review uh, also on Twitter. You can hit us up at The Critical Pod. Um, We are setting up a Patreon right now. We're going to have a lot of cool goodies uh, there for you to check out. And you can also reach up to us um, on email at thecriticalpod at gmail. And uh, we're we're really excited about some of the stuff that we're going to be bringing to you uh, through the Patreon. We have a lot of cool offers. We're going to be looking back uh, at some of the earlier stuff that we were doing um, before we started Critical. We also have a couple of really cool merch items that we're going to be 
uh, offering to our listeners. And I think it's going to be a really cool way for you to get sort of a closer, deeper relationship with the show and a way to sort of tell people about the show. We don't do ads. We never will. Um, This is an independent podcast. We don't uh, accept sponsors. So this is something that runs on the fuel of the listener. Yeah. Uh, We can't do it without you. This is a dialogue. This is not... This is not just two people talking in a room. This is a conversation that we're having with you. So it's really important for you to get involved. We want to hear your voice. Uh, And your voice, you know, could be coming out of your mouth. It could be coming on the screen. Or it could be coming from your wallet. Uh, Any amount that you can kind of bring to the table, I think it helps keep this show going. And that's a way that furthers the conversation and helps us uh, attract new listeners. I think that's really important that we expand. Uh, we, We are doing so well already. We're climbing the charts on iTunes. Um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. We, we, we can't believe that we've made it this far in such a short amount of time, but uh, we want to keep going. We're not done. We, there's only a fraction of the things that we, we, we want to bring to you. Uh, we've, we've already done. So there's so much more, I think, that we're ready to, to provide uh, for you. So it's, it's, it's an honor and a privilege, and uh, I can't say enough how grateful we are to be uh, given the keys to this kingdom, the critical kingdom. And if our critical crew out there uh, has any suggestions for new things that we'd like to t- that they'd like us to talk about? We're always listening, so you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can email us at Gmail. And there's so much you can do uh, to to get your voice heard and, and keep the conversation going. Exactly. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself. We always want to hear from you. Hear what you're up to. Hear what you think. Uh, maybe we missed something. Maybe you liked something. Whatever it is, uh, just shout out to us. Uh, we're on Twitter at the Critical Pod or the Critical Pod at Gmail We'd love to hear from you and uh, let us know how we're doing. We would really love to uh, uh, always be improving the podcast. We are uh, number one on iTunes, and that's a fantastic achievement, but we would love to stay there and keep improving the show and really just think about doing this beyond podcasts because um, being number one on iTunes is fantastic, and we would also love to bring the show into other forms and uh, evolve it into other forms of media as well, uh, all the while keeping it independent and, uh, you know, something that you want to listen to and that you feel is telling you the truth so all of that's really important and uh, it's only possible with your support when we have your support we're able to really just crank out these episodes and uh, have a great uh, time doing it and make sure that we can keep the lights on keep the electricity running and uh, keeping the uh, all the uploads and the downloads uh, running smoothly so really appreciate all your help there and uh, looking forward to you know what we have in store coming up because there is so much out there. There's so much we want to do, and there's so much that we have yet to do. And you know we have uh, lots of research uh, ready to go on so many subjects that we're dying to jump into. Uh, lots more books, lots more other things that we're going to be talking about, reviewing, fleshing out, and really giving you the final word on. So uh, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, really appreciate it. Always appreciate all your support. Uh, we love our fans, and uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I just want to quickly echo what David said. There's really no limit to what we can provide for you. And and the the medium, we're not bound by the medium of podcasting. As, as much as we love this medium, we think it is the new... Uh, terrain of media uh, there really is no limit to what what we can 
bring you in and what way we can bring it to you. Uh, we're, we're talking television, we're talking tour, we're talking film. I mean, the sky is the limit here. So this is really exciting for us to see how well the show is being received in the podcast medium and the forum. Uh, let's us know that maybe we can kind of evolve this show. Who knows where it could go? Yeah. Uh, we don't know. But this is something that we can't do without your help. This is not something that we're, we're getting uh, sponsors or brands. We are keeping this independent. We are keeping it unbiased and unfiltered. And that's something that we strive to bring you. We, we achieve this through your help. So it's really important that you uh, help us out with that through donations, through Venmo donations. We're still in the process of setting up uh, the Patreon. But in the meantime, we are on Venmo at David O'Reilly and at Nick Thorburn. It's, it's crucial uh, to keep this thing going, to keep these uh, the ship afloat and to turn the light on, uh, to keep the light on and to turn it on. So it's really crucial. Exactly. It's crucial. It's critical. And we're really grateful to have you here and grateful for all your support. So thank you very much and look forward to uh, chatting with you guys uh, in a future episode. Yeah, we're going to see you real soon. We've got another exciting one coming up. So just stay tuned and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I think that's the easiest way to get a notification that there's a new episode exactly. in, in the Sw- pipeline. Switch on those notifications. Make sure to subscribe and smash that like button. And we'll catch you next time. We'll see you next time. David, it's been a treat. Uh, love having you uh, next to me. Oh, same here, Nick. I love the doing this, and it's the greatest thing. Hey, again, this is Nick. I uh, just want to double down on that um, and say thank you so much and just reiterate that we read every single comment, every mention um, across social media. We are checking it out, and it really matters to us what you say and your opinion, and it makes a difference. Um, what you think and what you... Uh, how you feel about the show uh it impacts us and on a financial level which is really important but also on a personal and emotional level so we just want to thank you so much for listening and thank you again for your donations um at venmo at nick from uh, at nick thorburn and at david o'reilly uh we can't thank you enough you are the reason we are here and we are so so happy about that so thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time. Just keep uh, keep smashing that like button and hitting that five-star rating on iTunes, and we will keep bringing you unbiased and unfiltered news. As always, this was Critical. Unfiltered as always. Unbiased as usual. This, this is Critical. critical.